Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, everybody. It's Lon Seidman, and it's time for your weekly wrap-up. And I want to begin, as we always do, by thanking our newest Patreon supporters. We have Richard King, Jack G., who upgraded his Patreon support, Ed Charles Ginzel, who gave via the tip jar, and Carmen Nooner, who also gave via the tip jar. I want to thank everyone who has been contributing to the channel on an ongoing basis, as well as everyone who watches on a regular basis, too, because, as I always say, uh, all of those things together equal channel growth. So I want to thank everyone for your continued support. And I'm still hoping to get an advertiser here on the wrap-up, but we'll have another non-ad this week because... Amazon Prime Day is coming, and if you are not a Prime member, you can get your free trial going on so you can participate in this. Uh, What they usually do is offer uh, kind of like Black Friday holiday kinds of sales in the summertime, so they can get uh, every six months a pretty big sale going on. I know a lot of you took advantage of these deals last time. I know I did. I got a really good deal on a Samsung TV last year that is in my uh, home theater area over there. So uh, definitely sign up for Prime if you haven't yet, because you'll be able to get some good deals Uh, starting on July 11th. That is uh, next week, so be on the lookout for that. On the Extras channel this week, I had a bunch of unboxings of some stuff you'll be seeing a little later this week. We unboxed the uh, Echo Show, which I did get in last week, a new camcorder from Canon that's a lot like the old ones. We'll be taking a look at Lenovo's IdeaPad 710S, which is a refresh of last year's model, and a pretty cool device called the Wolverine Titan, which I'll talk about a little later uh, when we get to what is coming up this week. Now, on the main channel, of course, we did look at that Amazon Echo Show, and uh, Mark Allen here noticed some of the headlines that my show was showing me uh, during the course of that review. Check them out here. So one slide here, spicy food keeps you cool. That's all right, I guess. Uh, Then we had some weirder ones coming through. Armpit tattoos are popular on Instagram. I haven't seen any of those, but I don't have any either. Uh, How about Panasonic selling deodorizing clothes hangers? That might be something you could find of interest if you don't do laundry. Or the Slime Queen has a popular YouTube following. Now, in fairness, I think these headlines were coming from uh, the fact that I asked uh, the the little app to give me headlines of some of the weird stories that are in the uh, Reuters and AP wires. And I think that's where these are coming from. It was just kind of funny that it kept putting those... uh, Uh, front and center. I also did the didn't make the cut to video where I had three more items that I didn't quite make a uh, impression on me to make a video about because I just couldn't recommend them to anybody under any circumstances. So you can check out the three there, including the uh, overly engineered router there in the middle called the Starry Station. We also got a look at a really cool little adapter for your mobile phone. This is called the Glyph, and it's used to attach your phone to a tripod, for example, but it has a lot of neat connectors on it uh, for turning your uh, smartphone into a camera rig if you want. You can attach lights and microphones and stuff to it also. Really useful little device. A little more expensive than other smartphone mounts, but I've been using this one to do all of my extras channel videos over the last couple of weeks, and I've really uh, enjoyed it. So I wanted to share that with you. Whenever I have these neat little production items, I will always bring them out here on the channel because uh, anything I can do to make my work more efficient actually helps grow the channel. And I know a lot of you are uh, doing similar production yourself, so I will always be sharing those things with you. 
And we got to look at another USB Type-C device. This is the Sabrent SATA to USB-C adapter. Uh, so what you do is just plug in a, a regular SATA hard drive, kind of like this one, onto one end, and then it connects via USB Type-C to your computer. These things have been around forever for uh, regular USB connections, but I'm always on the lookout right now just because USB-C is so new uh, to find some adapters that would be of interest to people. And this one was actually pretty good for the price, about 17 bucks, and you get a pretty quick adapter for uh, moving files back and forth or capturing video or that kind of thing. So now it's time for a couple of things that are on my mind. This is week 17 of me doing this full time. All is going well. And I mentioned earlier that I've been uh, changing my strategy a little bit in finding some help here for the channel, which was not to find a catch-all person that can do everything, but uh, start segmenting some of the work that needs to get done here on the channel, including some things that could be done off-site. And I figured out a really cool way to get my Final Cut project small enough that I could actually send it to somebody, have them edit the video, and then email me back the project file. And it's working really well. I'm going to do a full video as to how all of this works uh, in the next couple of days if you're curious as to how I'm uh, making this workflow happen. And I've been uh, talking to some fans of the show, actually. They run a small company called QuickCast out of uh, Long Island. And what they have are these buses that they drive around and do full uh, mobile production for people that uh, need something done in a pinch. And they have agreed to uh, edit some of my videos for me at a very reasonable rate. So uh, they're going to be helping me out. They're actually in Long Island, not all that far away from me here. So if you are in the tri-state area, Connecticut, Rhode Island, or Connecticut, uh, New Jersey, or New York, uh, definitely reach out to them if you have production needs. They've been very good to work with so far. And uh, this uh, workflow we've developed is actually working really well. So I can't wait to show you that video as to how we're making it happen. Now, I did have something else on my mind this week, which is refurbs, because I was listening to Pat Country's podcast on uh, on retro video games, and they were talking about how you can get a, a Nintendo 3DS XL, the new 3DS XL, for $160 factory refurbished on eBay or on Nintendo's website. So that is what I did. I've been really having a blast with this thing. I had another uh, 3DS XL that I bought a couple of years ago, and it's been fine, but uh, the, you know, the screen wasn't always lining up for me the right way. I was always having to adjust the 3D on it. And what they've done on the new one here is uh, adjust it so that it can auto automatically uh, find your eye and keep the 3D aligned as you move the screen back and forth here. So it doesn't come out on a 2D image, of course, but uh, as I'm playing, it really does a nice job of keeping everything centered. And, and the only time it doesn't work so well is when my daughter is watching me play and she's sitting next to me. It gets confused as to which one is looking at it. But uh, by and large, it's been working great. And um, I'm finally getting through to the end of Mario 3D land here. And one of the best things about uh, buying one of these things right now is that this console has been out for like six years or so. So there's so many great games that are really inexpensive. Nintendo has like their selects uh, categories for some of these popular old titles you can get for around $20. And I bought a bunch of used games through Amazon. Uh, they actually have uh, warehouse deals for games. I guess people trade in their games. So I got a bunch of games for like pennies on the dollar that uh, will be keeping me busy this summer while I'm waiting for more Switch games to come out. So if you are in the market for uh, one of these things, definitely check it out. So pretty good price on a factory refurbished console. I think the new ones sell for $200. So getting uh, this one for $160, I think is a good deal. It feels pretty new to me. Uh, it also has a one-year warranty because it is coming directly from Nintendo. So it's as good as new as far as I'm concerned. And I saved some money in the process. I'm going to be selling my old one. Uh, one thing, though, is that this new 3DS doesn't come with a power adapter, if you can believe that. So I went out and picked up a USB to 3DS charging cable. This is the one I went with. There's a bunch of other ones on uh, Amazon you can find. But uh, this has been working really well. I can plug it in with the rest of my stuff. I've got like a five-port USB charger on my uh, nightstand 
that I use to charge everything up, and this has been working great. So if you are uh, buying one of these things, don't forget to get the charging cable because it doesn't come with one, which is so bizarre to not have a charger in the box with it, but uh, it's Nintendo. That's what they do to you. But there's other ways you can get good deals on refurbished products from other companies, and Apple's got a really good site uh, at this link down below here. It's an affiliate link, but it'll take you right in. Uh, normally, they bury this refurb section on Apple's store way at the bottom, but you can get generally some really good deals on either refurbished Macs or uh, devices that they're clearing out to make way for new stuff. It's often a good way to see when Apple's about to make a big change in their uh, product lineup because a lot of things end up in the clearance aisle, and uh, you can really get some good deals, uh, especially on uh, older Macs. And if you are looking to buy stuff, this is probably a great way to do it if you don't want to pay full retail. And they also come with the full one-year warranty. And I think you can get Apple Care on this stuff also. And if you're looking for a new car, by the way, uh, these are not affiliate links, but I just thought I'd bring this up because I had it on my list to talk about for a while. Uh, Tesla, the Model S, has uh, been out for a while also, and now they're starting to get some certified pre-owned models that are coming in uh, far less than what they cost new. And these cars generally hold up pretty well over time. So you can get a Model S 60 here for about uh, $39,000 here in the U.S. with 60,000 miles, and they have a warranty on these as well. So if you are looking for an electric car and don't want to spend $120,000 or whatever they charge you for them now, uh, you can get a used one here, I think, at a pretty good deal. And a lot of them come with free supercharging as well. And lots of news to talk about this week. We're going to start off with this story from the Boy Genius Report about the SNES Classic Edition because it looks like uh, Nintendo does not plan to sell this beyond the holiday season this year, which is no surprise. I predicted this about a week or two ago. I think this is really more of a marketing stunt, maybe a nice nod to their uh, supporters and fans over the years to come up with something like this. But uh, this is going to be a very short-lived product like the other one is. Nintendo is promising greater quantities, so hopefully the scalpers don't swipe them all up on us. But uh, it will be a short-lived product, so if you want one, grab it, because their main intent here is to get you to buy a Switch. If you haven't done so already, I'm sure all the same games will be on there. And yet another company hoping to seek the holy grail of a powerful handheld gaming PC has, according to Lily Puting, hit another big snag, and that is the Smack Z handheld gaming PC. Uh, this is something that I backed because I'm always looking for new and interesting stuff to share with all of you. Sometimes I get a great one in, like the GPD Win, which is a functional gaming handheld Windows PC that actually works. Uh, this one intrigued me because it was going to be powered by an AMD system on a chip. And as we've seen with other AMD-based devices, they've done a nicer job in the graphics performance side of things to give a little more horsepower to the onboard GPU on these chips. And I expected that this one would perform better for more modern games than we saw out of the Atom chip on the GPD Win handheld. So I backed it hoping this would happen. And part of the reason why I backed it was that they had uh, a pretty decent hardware team working on it. They had one team called Rombio working on this AMD processor, another group called IMASD working on the physical casing of the computer. So they went out and found experts that uh, could make this for them, and uh, that gave me some confidence that this, this wasn't some company without a track record putting it together. But unfortunately, it looks like that's what we're going to end up with here. So the first thing that happened last week was that uh, ROM announced that they were out of the project completely, and the reason for it was pretty concerning to me as a backer. They said that the Smack Z team uh, does not understand or value the complexity of development and fabrication that this kind of product implies. 
specifically regarding to the technical and economic matters. In other words, they're saying that uh, the SMACZ team, these are the experts now who are making this uh, motherboard here, uh, have really little confidence that the team has any technical wherewithal or uh, any idea of what this stuff is going to cost in the end. Meanwhile, they've taken a lot of money from people like me and you, or if you backed it, uh, to put it all together. That was concern number one. Uh, the second concern for me was the IMASD team. So in their Kickstarter page, again, one of the reasons why I felt comfortable backing this was that uh, they have a hardware manufacturer, IMASD, with more than 10 years of experience in designing and manufacturing mobile devices such as tablets, yada, yada, yada. Very exciting news to hear that they were going to be part of this. And uh, guess what? They sent out an email like we should all have known about this, but apparently uh, IMASD backed out of the project also. So they don't have anyone making the actual uh, physical case for this device, nor do they have somebody making the computer that goes into this device. So right now they've got nothing, uh, yet their plan here is to continue soldiering on themselves. But if they were able to do this themselves to begin with, why did they even bring these two teams in initially? I think what's going to happen here is one of two things. Um, one, uh, they're going to run out of money and go defunct, which is probably a likely scenario. Uh, scenario two is that they ship some piece of junk from a Chinese manufacturer that uh, gets them something to deliver to backers so they can't say they were ripped off, and the company will go out of business the day after the last piece gets shipped out. And that's happened before. I had a drone that met that same fate. They sent out a non-functioning drone. It was built, but it just didn't work, and I think this might be what we'll see here out of these folks. So what do I plan to do next? Well, I will tell you that I am just sick of getting ripped off on these crowdfunding platforms. I have more stuff that didn't show up or just showed up with a piece of garbage like that uh, thing we looked at on the uh, didn't make the cut video last week that I'm just I'm so done with all this stuff and I think it's about time for consumers to start uh, exercising some of their rights more aggressively against these crowdfunding platforms and let me tell you why so in the case of the smack Z here uh, Indiegogo is probably making about $25,000 in fees off of the money that they collected for this project that is uh, careening into a mountain at the moment so they collected about four hundred and seventy four thousand euros. It's about a half a million dollars. Uh, they get about 5% of that uh, in fees that they never give back to people, even if they get ripped off. Kickstarter pockets and profits from uh, people getting ripped off on their platforms. And they'll tell you that, oh, so many of our projects are more successful versus those that are not, but uh, they're counting in the things like uh, the media projects and the little uh, smartphone mounts for your tripod, which are much easier to produce than a piece of hardware like this. I think if you looked at the computing products that have made their way to Kickstarter, the percentages will be much different. And in fact, the more expensive they get, the more likely they are not to actually work out. Indiegogo is part of the blame here also. They collected over a half a million dollars on behalf of SmackZ. I don't know what the fees they take are because they tend to negotiate these fees individually with the product backers but, or the project creators, but um, I think they are clearly making some money off of this failed project as well. And uh, you as a consumer have the right to file a chargeback with your credit card company. Now, the uh, Kickstarter and Indiegogo platforms don't like when people do this, but uh, they're also profiting from you getting ripped off. And I have no uh, problem in my conscience doing this. I've done it before. I've been successful in doing so. You do run the risk of getting kicked off of those platforms, but I do think it's time for consumers to start exercising rights. And this is what I'm going to be doing with this project and uh, any others that I get ripped off on in the future. And if they ban me, I will tell you that they banned me and we'll continue to talk about this moving forward.
forward. The media also needs to be a little more sensitive to these projects going in. I see more and more posts on The Verge and in Gadget on all these great crowdfunding campaigns with these uh, mocked up product prototype videos that get you all excited about something. They report these products like they actually exist when nine times out of 10, they do not. I get so many emails from PR agencies asking me to talk about these crowdfunding campaigns, but when I ask them to send a prototype that I can get onto this table and test, uh, not one sends it. And I think that uh, is a pretty clear message as to who is going to be bearing the risk for their project. And I've had enough of companies that put all the risk on the backers versus actually assuming some of that risk themselves. Some companies do it right, many do not. And I think it's important that if you're going to want me to talk about your Kickstarter, send it to me so I can look at it and test it here and show everyone that I'm talking to that it actually works and there's a probably better than zero chance that you're going to get uh, the product in the end for putting your hard-earned money into uh, whatever they're developing. So that's what I'm going to do. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. It's a controversial topic. I've talked about it before, but I think we're at a point now where uh, just too many people are getting ripped off on these platforms and it's about time we start uh, holding these platforms and the media for that matter accountable for where they're uh, directing people to spend their money. And now it's time for some Q&A and Justin here has a great question about why I can't offer more items at a discount in quantity on my store. Now in case you're not familiar, I have a storefront set up at lon.tv store and what I do is uh, a lot of times buy things to review here on the channel and then I sell them as used items on my store at lon.tv store. And one of the items there right now, if I might plug it, uh, is something that's been sitting on the store for too long, which is the Microsoft Surface laptop. I bought this for $1,000 plus shipping like any other consumer would and now I'm selling it for about $900. I'm taking a $100 hit on this, but I have found over the years that having the cost of buying and reselling an item be a bit of overhead on the operation of the channel actually pays off in dividends because I'm able to get popular products into the channel the day they come out, review them and get a lot of traffic and hopefully new subscribers from that. And that's how the channel has been growing both financially and uh, through the viewership over the years. And I'm okay doing it. And it's just a little piece of overhead that goes into running any business and it's been working for me. But if I bought 10 of these and sold them at $100 under cost, I'd be out of business in a couple of days. So I really can't afford to uh, offer any greater quantity than what I've already got because it was the item that I brought in to review and I really can't afford to sell things at a discount uh, in, in any kind of quantity. Now, one thing that I did look into I was setting myself up as a reseller because I thought I could probably go through a distributor like any other store would and uh, bring in items for resale that I could actually not make a huge profit on, but make enough on that I could provide something at a lower price to you viewers and uh, find another income path for the channel. Unfortunately, uh, the distributors that I was working with, I actually set myself up completely. I was ready to go. Uh, none of them could sell me products for less than what you could buy them at Amazon for. So there's no way I could even make a profit, let alone break even, and it just didn't make business sense to pursue that because on top of uh, that issue, I also had a factor in coming up with somebody to run the customer service department for when people had trouble and all the other things that go into running a uh, reseller business and it just did not work out. So I did try it. I did look into it, but unfortunately it's just going to be one to a customer. So if you want to get into my uh, email notification list, if you go to lon.tv slash store alert, uh, you'll get notified whenever a new item makes it onto the store. And Arthur Samuel Rowan writes in about another Kickstarter concern that uh, can impact creators of a project, but I think can also impact backers in the process, which is 
how easy it is for Chinese factories to replicate things that uh, might be trending on these crowdfunding platforms. So if you go out and create a product and don't have a patent or anything, uh, but yet publicize it out to the world as to something you want to make, uh, there's nothing restricting anyone from taking your idea and manufacturing it, especially if uh, those people who are taking your ideas have resources to produce these products very quickly. And there are companies that exist for this very purpose. They go out and look and see what people are talking about, and if they can make the product that they're seeing on Kickstarter quickly, uh, they'll do it. And in many times, those products can start being sold before the Kickstarter campaign is even over, and that happens a lot. Uh, there's a great article on Quartz that is worth checking out, uh, which offers some ideas as to how you can protect yourself, but all of these things cost money. You need to get patents. You need to get lawyers. you got to really uh, do all of the due diligence it takes to protect your intellectual property, and this is something that requires is the creator to take a little risk up front to invest some of their own funds in making sure that uh, their product will be protected. Because if you go out with one of these Kickstarters and uh, it's something really simple, easily replicatable, and somebody else uh, takes that idea, starts making the product, and starts selling a gazillion of them, by the time you're done with your crowdfunding campaign, you might have sold your initial batch, but you may not be able to compete against someone who stole your idea. And that is why uh, taking some risk on your own is so important uh, to protect your assets. And Alvin Lim wrote in with a great question on the NVIDIA Shield TV of something I haven't yet tested on it. We've done just about everything else you can imagine on the NVIDIA Shield TV, but we haven't yet uh, tested how well it can handle HEVC video files. So I went out and used my Jellyfish test file that I've been using on all of the other devices you've seen here on the channel lately, set my TV to 4K, and we played back a 140 megabit per second 4K HEVC 10-bit file with uh, Dolby True HD audio. We threw the book at it, and it was able to play back just fine with no drop frames. So I think you will have a very good uh, home theater experience, even with the newer high bitrate files you might be coming across on your NVIDIA Shield. It performed every bit as well as the new KB Lake Intel processors we looked at uh, playing back that same file. And if you wanted to go out and find some of those files for yourself, you can get them at lan.tv slash jellyfish, which will take you right over to the Jellyfish video bitrate test file site. And they've got a video file for just about every configuration you can imagine, starting at 3 megabits per second at H.264, all the way up to some crazy bit rates with uh, HEVC 10-bit files like we were testing just a second ago. So great place to uh, put your home theater PC to the test. They even have some with embedded uh, digital audio also, so you can make sure your receiver and your device and everything else in between is working the way you expect it to. And in our Q&A for you this week, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on crowdfunding, specifically some of the uh, night mirrors you've encountered, maybe some good experiences you had on crowdfunding, and maybe some of your ideas as to how crowdfunding can be made better for consumers. Let me know down in the comments below. We'll have a discussion about that. And our channel of the week this week is directly related to my new 3DS, and that is Metal Jesus Rocks. I watch him every Tuesday and Friday. Uh, he's a uh, old-time gamer like myself. We, he covers a lot of retro stuff, but he also covers a lot of modern things as well. And I spent a lot of time uh, going through his back catalog, watching some of his videos on the 3DS over the last couple of days as I've been uh, stocking up on some of the older games for the system that are really good. And he's got uh, great buying guides. He's got great hidden gem videos for just about every platform you can imagine. Has some great people on his show who know a lot about what they're talking about. So if you are into uh, modern or retro gaming, definitely a great channel to check out. And what's cool about him is that he once worked for Sierra, which was the big PC game maker back in my day. And uh, he was a product tester and also a uh, customer service representative there also. And he's got some great stories from his days at Sierra on the channel too. So definitely check out Metal Jesus Rocks at the link down below. 
So what do we got this week? Well, guess what? I finally shot the review of the HP PageWide printer. Uh, the printer is so large, I couldn't do it here, so I did it in a different part of the studio, and I'm still editing it. Uh, this is why I like to shoot live to disk, because when I'm done shooting, I'm pretty much done with the editing. Uh, but in this case, I had to shoot it and then edit it. I'm spending about as much time editing as I've been shooting just to get all the different clips to work together. But you'll see that uh, review coming up. It's a printer, and it prints, but it's a new technology, and that's what the focus of the video will be on, is how uh, this page-wide stuff works. I also mentioned this earlier, which is the Wolverine. And this is a, a device that can scan your photos and your negatives and your slides uh, without the need to have a computer in the mix. And I'm going to see if this is a more efficient way of scanning photos versus using, for example, a flatbed scanner that might have one of those negative trays on it. So I've not really found anything that allows me to bring in a lot of photos very efficiently. So I'm going to see if this is a more efficient way to do it. I'm eager to see what the quality is on it also. I think they say it's a 20 megapixel pixel camera, but uh, not all megapixels are created equal. So we'll see how this one plays out. So stay tuned for that. I also got in a new version of an old camcorder from Canon. And in fact, uh, this new one is pretty much the same as the older ones, but we haven't done a Canon camcorder review in a while. So we'll be taking a look at what the current offerings provide, but you might do better or the same uh, with some of the older ones that you might be able to find for less money. And we're going to get in the mix from Lenovo. This is their low-cost uh, tablet hybrid device here, and you can see how it works in the photo. I think I covered this before, but this is the new version of it, so we'll see what uh, the 2017 version of this computer will do. That should hopefully get in uh, by the end of next week, so be on the lookout for that. And if you want to help the channel, you can. You can go to lon.tv slash Patreon and make a monthly contribution to the channel. We also have a tip jar set up at lon.tv slash tip jar for our U.S fans of the show, and then you can give internationally through Venmo at lon at lon.tv. We also still have our relationship with Plex, so if you uh, sign up for a free Plex account, no credit card required, we get a small commission on that. Uh, the Plex gift option is one where you can gift a Plex Pass subscription to somebody else, and we'll get a small portion of that sale as well. We've got another Plex video coming up in the next week or two, so be on the lookout for that. And I've got more channels than you might know about. So we have the uh, Extras channel, which I talk about quite a bit for unboxings and supplementary content. We have the podcast, which is where you can find audio versions of uh, the weekly wrap-up, this show, as well as many of the interviews that I do. I've got one coming up with a few more, hopefully, uh, in the very near future. So you can catch up on all of that in audio format there. The new channel that I want to talk about this week is my Snippets channel. And what I've been doing is pulling uh, things out of the wrap-up that are very searchable and putting them over there. So those of you who follow me both here and on the Extras channel don't get repeated content. So Snippets is something I'm trying to build up just as a, a way to make some of the content of the wrap-up search-friendly. So definitely subscribe to there and help me out if you can. You don't have to watch it. Just get the subscription number up is what I'm looking for at this point. And we also have my live streams set up at lon.tv slash live streams if you want to watch some archives of my uh, live endeavors here on the channel that happen from time to time. I'm also pushing people now to start hitting that notification bell so that uh, you can be notified when I have new content on the channel. I also have an email list set up at lon.tv slash email so you can be uh, sent a monthly email as to what I'm up to. I'm actually thinking about doing a uh, automated weekly email by uh, an optional thing where if you want it, you can get an email sent to you every week automatically generated of all the content that I posted to the channel. Let me know if that's something of interest down below. We have the Facebook page at lon.tv slash Facebook and the store, of course, at lon.tv slash store. And you can get alerts on new store items.
items at lon.tv slash store alert. So that is going to do it for this week's weekly wrap up. I want to thank you all for your continued support of the channel. I am reading every single comment that comes in. I don't get a chance to reply to every one of them, but I am doing my best. Uh, But I do greatly appreciate all the time that you spend giving me feedback and watching the content that I put together. This is Lon Seibin. Thanks for watching. This channel is brought to you by my Patreon supporters, including Gold Level supporters Mark Bollinger and Cody Falk. If you want to help the channel, you can by contributing as little as a dollar a month. Head over to lon.tv slash Patreon to learn more. And don't forget to subscribe. Visit lon.tv slash s.